Welcome to The Naked Point of View, where our conversations bear it all. I'm your host, Dee Dee Croslin. The Naked Point of View is a podcast based on the extraordinary connections and stories I've experienced for my 20 years in the intimate apparel industry. I'll be having inclusive, educational, and sometimes funny conversations with people making a difference in the world of image, of the mind, and as an always evaluated body. Our interviews will host a range of people in fashion, fitness, and wellness who have all made inspiring impacts and talk about some of their struggles to get there to educate us about body and mind positivity. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to us bear it all. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Jacqueline Sava, who is the founder and creative director of Silk Wash. Silk Wash is an eco-friendly, rinse-free wash for delicate materials and many other daily life messes. I've actually interviewed Jacqueline a few times now. So on this podcast, we focused on talking about how Jacqueline pivoted during COVID. She created a new hand sanitizer, and she talks about the process behind that. She also offers tips about the versatility of many of the soap products as a whole lifestyle cleaner to make our family life easier. This is good. And she offers advice to people who are wanting to start a business during COVID. So welcome, Jacqueline. Thanks. Nice to be here. I know. It's good to see you again. As always, I see you often. And as I've said to other people, you've been a repeat guest of ours. But for our new listeners, let's talk about your story about how Silk Wash came about for you. Sure. Well, um, my background's product design and I was designing knitwear and people were always asking how to take care of it. So we created Soak originally as a secondary product to go along with our knit accessories that we were designing. And then it kind of snowballed from there over the years. And now we have a 5,000 square foot warehouse full of detergent. (laughs) So let's get into the research and development of it. Because one thing that I've always loved is you say, if it's not good for your skin, it's not good for your hand washables. And then let's also talk about how it's packaged with, you know, your recycled packages and your bottled caps and labels, your water-based you know, ink, tell, tell us more all, all about that. Sure. So the inside so and the outside. The inside <laughs> and the outside. Sure. So from the inside, we work with skincare manufacturers rather than detergent manufacturers. So that means that we use skin grade quality ingredients for our detergent, which makes all kinds of things messy from a labeling standpoint. But essentially what it means is that soak is so gentle, you could take a bath in it. And that's really important because you do use it for hand washing. You can use it in the machine for sure, where you you might not touch it at all. And then it will get rinsed out, which is great. But because you can use it for hand washing, we want to make sure that it's gentle and safe on your hands. Because part of the reason that people don't like to do hand washing is because it's such a laborious task and that it feels yucky on your hands and it's cold and your skin's dry and um, you don't like the way it feels. So we wanted the experience of washing to be as pleasant as the outcome of having something that is clean. So that's sort of fundamentally about the inside. Um, We work with freelance chemists. We We try to work on a balance between the most innovative ingredients that are available and the ones that are commercially available and that we can afford to use. So what that really means is Sometimes we want to use ingredients that we can't actually get for production and that are actually just too expensive and that no one would buy a bottle. So it's kind of balancing what is commercially available and what people can still afford to use with the best quality of what we can put in. And the same thing is true for the fragrances that we develop. Our fragrance structures are more expensive than a traditional fragrance instruction. I have little kids and instead of saying instructions, they call them constructions. (laughs) (laughs) 
which I kind of love because that's what they should be called. They should be called constructions. So sometimes <laughs> I accidentally in real life say constructions instead of instructions, but the fragrance formulas are pretty advanced for a little detergent company like ours. So that gives you really high quality fragrances as well. And then from a bottle standpoint, we use post-consumer resin for our plastic. We've been doing that since 2012 before it was cool and it's not cheaper. No, um, no, it's just better. It's um, better. So sometimes we make the right decision instead of the less expensive decision. And that's really important for our brand. And, and of, consumers. And consumers. Yeah. I mean, we realize that we don't necessarily do the best job of telling people that, but we're, we're getting better. And even with our eco wash bags, they're made out of hundred percent recycled bottles, the material. And that also was really hard work to get done. And they are more expensive than a traditional wash bag, but they will last longer and they are better for for us and for the world. So our small wash bag is made with a minimum of eight recycled bottles and our large, I think is 13 bottles. And so that's a lot of plastic to be reusing rather than just having go to waste. I know it's a very solid trend right now. It it took us, ours have been on the market for about a year and a half and it was in development for quite a while before that, but to source the material made out of recycled plastic is pretty exciting. And then aside from what's in it and the packaging, and I know you touched on this just a little bit right now, but you know what, tell tell people why silk is so unique. Like let's elaborate more on that. You do not have to wring out your clothing. You you literally can soak the product of soak and the odor dissipates away from the product. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you used your dish soap to wash your clothes, it would come out clean. I mean, because clean is sort of a baseline standard, but what we're really trying to do at Soak is to make the entire experience better. So Soak is definitely more efficient at releasing the dirt from your fibers in the washing process, but it also combines with that the experience of how it feels on your hand and how it smells. And then on top of that, we layer in how the bottle works and how the bottle looks and the fact that we call it skincare for your clothing. And we want you to keep the bottle on your counter rather than under your counter. So you're, you're more likely to confuse your soak bottle with skincare products than you are with detergent. So we often get letters from disgruntled people because someone else in their family thought it was bubble bath and was disappointed that it didn't generate a million bubbles in their bubble bath and they used up half a bottle. Um, But we would rather that it be confused and therefore associated with your skincare products than uh, your traditional detergents. So that is kind of by design because it's really a holistic experience because it's not actually about the cleaning. It's about what you do with things that are clean. And what that means is that even in this era of work from home that we wear our favorite sweaters and we still put on our good lingerie in the morning because it's more comfortable and it's better for our bodies. And we're still using our good workout clothes, even if we're doing a video or a yoga class at home over Zoom. It's about taking care of ourselves and taking care of the things that are important to us, which then translates into self-care. So that's really, soak is really more of a mindset and a philosophy than it is just about a cleaning agent. Yeah, exactly. And and let's keep going on like all the versatility because, you know, fast forward to now, we're in our pandemic and, the, and your product has become even more essential now. And before we talk about the additional products that you've added, you know, I use it to like, it's a lifestyle product, meaning I use it. So you've talked about how you've used it on clothing and things like that, but I use it to I use it on my dog. I use it. Yeah, it's a really versatile. It's a really versatile product. I use it on my makeup brushes. 
cleaning important things easy. So yeah, makeup yeah. brushes is a great thing. I've tried to start getting myself back into my really, I mean, my makeup routine before was as minimal as it could be. And I've really tried to get back into that, even if I'm doing radio interviews, because I feel better when I put good quality products on my face as well. And it's the same kind of thing. So washing makeup brushes, washing paint brushes, if you're in a home oh. reno phase, you think your paintbrush is clean. And then you swirl some soak on it and like an additional swoosh of color will come right out of it. So if you thought your home paintbrushes were clean, when you're done rinsing them with water and whatever soap you usually use, use some soak at the end and it'll just pull that extra bit of color out of them, which is really helpful. I know a lot of us are painting our homes right now. Um, <laughs> home textiles is another great use for soak. Go and look at your pillow shams on your sofa or your quilts or blankets that you have around because they're getting a lot more use than they are used to getting. And so they are getting dirty. And so it's really important to clean things before they get too dirty and before you notice the dirt. While it's still invisible dirt, I have some pillow um, pillows that I've made because I do a lot of quilting and sewing and they are dirty and they are not going to get clean now because that dirt is just just so far, you know, so far into them from daily use. And so what you want to do is you want to be washing your pillow covers. Take all your pillow covers off. Take your sofa cover off if it comes off wash your quilts, wash your blankets. You know, a lot of these things are machine washable on the delicate cycle with cold water, with soak. You don't need harsh whiteners and brighteners. The joke at our house is this weekend, we, our kids went tumbling down a hill. We were at the park and we had our masks on and I was like, oh my, because I always say soak is not meant for grass stains because it's not really an aggressive detergent in the sense that you're not washing your jeans with tides where you have to get grass stains, except for my kid got grass stains on his mask this weekend. So now I get to wash grass stains out with soak, but I'm still going to use soak because I want something gentle because it's going back on, on his face. Yeah. Pretty, that was pretty funny, but yeah, I'm so many things around the home, your workout gear for sure. You know, just because you're not leaving the house doesn't mean that you're not using your good sports bras, sweaters. And you have a big list of it online as well. For sure. Yeah. We have a section on our website called Soak School, which talks about all the different things that you can wash with soak and gives tips and tricks on how to on how to wash them and how to care for them, especially if it's something um, unique. That's great. Well, let's talk about how you've continued to pivot and you've created a hand sanitizer, which is completely fitting for your brand and makes sense. But it was quite the process. So tell us more about that. It was. So our sanitizer was sold, is, is sold predominantly through our retailers. It was really a, something that we made for our stores, for our customers, because we sell soap mostly through stores. You can get it directly on our website, but also through retailers around the world. And so we originally made it in Canada because there's a lot of regulatory and a lot of, a lot of regulatory has changed to allow businesses to make sanitizer. A lot of businesses have changed so that we can, so that we can make sanitizer. And Now we've just recently launched it in the U.S. as well. So a lot of FDA regulatory to get it into the U.S. It's scentless. It has aloe vera in it, aloe vera leaf juice. And so it's really soft and gentle on your hands. So of course we wanted it to have the same properties as soak in terms of being gentle on your hands and not um, really stinky and a little handheld size and then a larger bottle as well. It's not a full giant sanitizer program. Like we're not launching a new business to make sanitizer forever. It's really just something that our customers have asked for because they want something that they can use in their shops and that they can also sell. So we aren't at this point making like massive refills or anything like that. Just giving, giving people what they need and helping the customers have another reason to bring people into their stores as well. Well, what I personally love about it too, is that it's a spray because quite frankly, as you can say, like there's so many gels and sanitizers out there. They're just not, they're sticky. And I almost feel like I have to wash my hands afterwards. I love the texture of your spray. It's so light and exactly, it's just, and my hands are so soft after it. So it makes, that's that's my favorite thing too. Exactly the same thing as soak. So if you, if you do your hand washing, 
you hand wash your bra or you hand wash your favorite t-shirt because you want to wear it the next day or you just try to get the coffee stain out of your sweater, if you feel like you have to go wash your hands after that because you have to get the detergent off your hands, you're not going to go do it again. No. And that's exactly the same thing with our sanitizer. You really want something that you don't feel like you've just made your your life worse. <laughs> sanitizer is supposed to like just give us that extra confidence when we don't have, It's we call it spray when there's no soap. So you want to wash your hands with soap wherever you are, soap and water. Yes. You can't get aspects yes. of soap and water. That's when you want to use a sanitizer as an extra barrier. And we want to not feel like we've just made our, our lives less comfortable. In the same way that when you do your hand washing, we want it to feel better. And the sprays really, the spray option really was because, you know, we make flatter, which is our ironing spray. And we had spray bottles and we had sprayers and caps and bottles. We keep those in large inventory. The reason we were able to, to pivot and add sanitizer to our portfolio so quickly is because of our amazing operations and logistics team that had inventory and stock of those things because there's a worldwide shortage of caps and labels and bottles and things like that right now <laughs> of because of sanitizer production. So we were really able to pivot some of our flatter production components to make the sanitizer. And that was really, really the reason that we could get on it so quickly. Well, it turned out great. Another thing that is making my life easier is we, you normally have larger basins. Now you've made mini basins and this has made my life, my family life so much better because of two, we've got one that's labeled dirty masks and one that's labeled clean mask. And it's this perfect rotation and I love it. So talk more about that. Yeah. So, you know, we are obviously into mask care because, you know, we didn't think that you could have to wash something more intimate than where your intimates go. But apparently if you have to cover your mouth every day, that is more (laughs) intimate. So mask washing with soap is definitely a thing, whether it's by hand or machine. So for us at our house, we actually have one of our eco wash bags hanging by the front door. Okay. Yeah. Um, Give me tips. Give me tips. (laughs) Yeah. The generous eco wash bag hanging by the front door on the kids hook. So they are trained that when they come in the door, their masks go in there and they go to daycare with like multiple masks. So we have cloth ones, you know, we have everything from homemade ones that friends have made us to old Navy ones to ones that people have outgrown. And Mayanna Genevieve is our favorite mask. Um, She's a lingerie designer here in Toronto who's pivoted to make masks. Her masks are like the best fit and the most comfortable um, for kids and adults. And one of our friends, their kids have even outgrown there. So we have like secondhand masks that we've, you know, sanitized. So we've got a bajillion plus all of mine. And uh, when they're dirty, they go in that wash bag. And so if we need one or two or something immediately to get washed, we're hand washing them in our new mini basins. But otherwise that bag goes in the washing machine when we do our laundry. So it just zips up and goes in the machine and then it goes in the dryer. And so that's getting them really clean in the machine. We've always had basins because basins are really handy, not only for hand washing, but also for storing things and kind of keeping your laundry separate. So our fill basin, which is our our old bigger basin, is still a super practical item. Then we've added these mini basins to our mix. And the mini basins are about 12 inches in diameter, whereas the larger ones are about 18 inches in diameter. And these mini basins are perfect for washing a few masks, perfect for keeping them stored. They fit on your counter, they fit in your sink. They're just a little more versatile because they're smaller. And you can wash a bra or two. We never recommend overstuffing a basin or overstuffing your sink or overstuffing your washing machine, really, because you need the flow of water to get around to pull the detergent through a garment to get the dirt out. Uh, but the mini basins are perfect for a couple of masks or for keeping, again, like the clean and the dirty ones separate so that people just get into the routine. Because washing your mask is just another habit, like washing your sports bra. Yeah. Um, you, you know, 
um, bras we can go every you know two to three wears before we wash them if we're not you know in the summer and we're not sweating a lot but sports bras masks things like that you want to give them a wash after every use and even if you're used to just giving your sports bra a quick rinse masks you really have to wash you really have to rinse out you have to use the hottest warmer you can water the hottest warm water you can have on your hands and and really get them clean but at the same time you don't need to you know you you if you've ever tried to hand wash with tide you'll know what i mean I mean, it's a great <laughs> it's a great product and it has its it has its machine washing abrasive brightening whitening purposes but it's not something that you want on your hands and it's not something that you want to accidentally not rinse out enough so definitely you know if you have your favorite mask you want to hand wash it or if you have a, a really good quality one that someone that someone made and we do have mask washing tutorials and videos as well that just go through like tips and tricks on how to make sure your masks are clean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the basins also come in fun, bright colors. So again, going along with our brand and our style, we want these to be an, an enjoyable experience. So we're not, no one ever said that laundry is everyone's favorite thing to do. So we're just really trying to make um, the laundry experience better and more fun. Okay. That's exactly what I was just going to say. My son and even my husband, like it's right there. Kids kind of like getting their hands in the water and swishing things up. And it's with it being so much more accessible, they're actually helping, which is a good thing. <laughs> For sure. I mean, our kids, you know, there's also our first, I mean, our, I was going to say our first and probably our only reel on our Instagram page is a Felix washing masks. You know, yeah. they want to get in there. They want to they want to do it. Um, Stella, I have twins. She calls it mummy soap <laughs> and she likes the way it feels on her hands. She tries to use it for hand soap now. So I have to make sure my bathroom at home becomes like a mini laboratory and that I get like samples of different things and I have to put them really high. Cause otherwise she just looks like a little mad scientist in there <laughs> um, making, making bubbles. Um, but yeah, get your kids involved, get yeah. your whole family involved. You know, we, they have to put their masks dirty away and then they know that that's where the dirty ones go because a mask, you know, a mask dry is as gross as a sports bra dry. It will dry. And you might not know that it's dirty because the dirt on it is going to be invisible. This, you know, especially here where we're living and it's winter and it's, you know, you're breathing outside, your mask's going to get wet. It's absorbing moisture. You got to take it off right away and you have to switch a new one. So even if I go out with my kids, you know, to play outside at the park and we're wearing our masks, I'm taking two or three because we're changing them out especially little kids, because they sometimes like to suck on them, which is disgusting, but we'll leave that aside. Um, but when they dry, you can sometimes have a hard time telling if it's clean or dirty. And the same thing goes for a sports bra. And if you don't wash your sports bra for two weeks, and then you call me to say it's like crusty and disgusting and smelly, it's because you're not washing it on a regular basis. And the same thing is going to happen with a mask. You have to wash it between every use because you need to get the germs off of it and get it clean not for comfort specifically, like with a sports bra and for the material, but for your own safety. So exactly. in healthcare. Yeah. And we all, we all go through phases where we're lazy. I, you know, started working out at home more and I'm, you know, the first to admit that when I get off this call, I should really go wash my sports bra because <laughs> I haven't in a few days, but I can tell it's, it's getting yucky. And the best way to keep things clean is to wash them before you think they need to be washed. That's, That's a really great tip. People want to know why white bras stay white. And it's because people wash them after every wash. They don't wait until the white bra gets stained to then wash it. Because once it's stained, it's often stained. And that's why your harsh detergents have whiteners and brighteners and leeches and things in them. Because they know you might not be washing something until it gets stained. And they want to be about stain removal. And we're about keeping things clean and fresh and soak worthy rather than trying to come at it from the back end of stain removal. Yeah, exactly. Really good tips. Okay. So as they say, the show must go on. So what advice do you have for up and coming entrepreneurs, especially during these times? Well, I think 
For me, what's interesting is certainly a lot of people are starting businesses because they might not have job security at this time. So I think that's definitely, it's definitely, if you have the time, a good time to be working on a business plan. I think business plans are really key and not whether you need bank financing or not. A business plan is really so that you take a good hard look at every aspect of the business that you're developing. So that's my kind of number one tip. Business plans are, you know, some people say, well, you only need a business plan if you're trying to get money from a bank, but a business plan really forces you to look at all aspects of the business and make sure that you know what you need to know or know what you don't know about those different areas. So that's always a really good tip. And then I think for people who have businesses that are already um, underway is really making sure that you're tapping your fullest potential in the markets that you're in. So There's a lot of advice to like export and see new markets and go chart new territories. But really what you want to look for in these times is where's your low hanging fruit? What is closest? What's accessible? What can you do to repurpose content and information and things like that that you already have? Yeah, no, and I agree. I think that taking the time, because I think a lot of people are pivoting and starting things out of panic, exactly what you just said. So taking the time for the business plan is a great, great advice. So what has been one of your special highlights personally throughout the growth of your brand? And it could be, you know, all the new additions that you've made, but just as a whole, just to kind of help encourage new entrepreneurs. For me, what I really love is the people that I work with and seeing other people really grow in their roles and taking ownership of different parts of the business. So that I really love. I love that I've been able to create create jobs that people love and create a, an environment where people love. And we are looking forward to one, one day getting back to the office because we have a really good group of social people that really want to be together and that we thrive off creating ideas. And so we have regular Monday morning, 9.30 Zoom calls every day. And we've had them since the beginning of the pandemic and they will continue on even when we're in the office. Cause we do have people who work remotely and who always have. So I think that connectivity of the team is something that I really love today was like, we have also these really weird color themes that emerged today. Almost like more than half of our team had like mustard yellow tops on. It was very bizarre. <laughs> so I think the team, the team aspects of the business and watching people grow in their roles has been really my favorite part because, you know, Soak is not just about me, it's about all the people that it affects. So if I have a store that is like, I'm, you know, so pandemic has made it so that I get like alerts on my telephone when orders go through our website, because I've also started the pandemic and this heightened alert of like cash flow and revenue. But like when I see orders come through from our customers, I know that we're making money, but I also know that the shop's making money, which means that the staff is making money and the shop owner's making money as well. So there's so many people that are, our product improves the livelihood of so many people around the world. And that's what's really important to me. And that's what I love about the growth of the business. Whether I know that our invoice, you know, when I pay a bill for a hundred thousand bottles, I was like, Oh, a hundred thousand bottles. But I know that the bottle manufacturer is making money because I can give them money towards a hundred thousand bottles. And I know that everybody, you know, business is about making profit. So everybody has, you know, profit layered in. But whether it's the bottle manufacturer or the label manufacturer or the liquid manufacturer or the box company, they're making a lot of money because they're packaging vaccines right now, but that's another story. So, you know, but it really, it really matters to me that what we do can actually affect so many lives. It's not just a one-on-one relationship. It's really an exponential relationship. So that's, what's really important to me. I love that. That's so inspiring and empowering. So, well, what has been one of the best things that has come out of COVID for you? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, I think that that our team has gelled more since COVID. 
I mean, we're, we're going through a growth phase that's pretty sporadic for sure in terms of like the scale, the scale and speed at which our business is growing is pretty like manic right now. So I think that the cohesion that we found even working remotely, I think has been something good. And then personally, just trying to still balance family. So for me, just trying to make sure that, you know, my kids are still living their best life. Yeah. Um, And that my team is really living their best life. So really trying to have a heightened awareness of making sure that people are still flourishing during this time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And all the quality time, like you just finished telling me about how they were, you were tobogganing with the kids too. And so that's always a special time that you may not get. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that, you know, I could use a break. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You can borrow my children when it's safe anytime you want. Okay, I'll trade you for my dog. (laughs) Okay, so what's next for Silk Wash? Is there anything exciting that you can share? Oh, well, we're just kind of, you know, a year into almost a year into working from home. We're just kind of getting into, you know, back into our regular flow of product development, back into our regular flow. So we're working on some new marketing initiatives. We have a new fragrance and stability. So there's a lot of time and work and energy that goes into a new fragrance. So we don't even have a launch date or plan yet, but it's just, it's it's in the works. And yeah, we're, we're starting to finally kind of get back to actually working on projects, which is good because a lot of the beginning of the pandemic was just kind of shoring things up and making sure that things were still moving. So yeah, I think just getting back into the flow. So that's not, it may not sound super exciting, but it's really exciting to actually it is. The creative be back process. the flow of the creative process. Yeah, because the creative process is what falls off when you're in, I mean, we weren't per se in damage control, but when you're in that heightened sense of just making sure everything is working properly and, and, and keeping in mind, like we make liquid in a bottle and sanitizers also made a liquid in a bottle. So like the scarcity of bottles and caps and cardboard and the things that are our core elements was, was real and is still real. And even, you know, what I love about business is sort of what I call like the underground details, like right now, global freight. So shipping things around the world, vaccine distribution is, is the top global priority right now. And it's going to dominate the limited amount of air freight because people are not traveling and cargo space on passenger jets is what moves product around. And there are not a lot of people traveling and there's not a lot of sea freight that's traveling. So there is a real shortage of international cargo space, which is really affects how we can ship our product around. So, you know, learning about all those things in detail has been kind of, you know, challenging, but also super fun and interesting at the same time. I can imagine. So I know how to get hold of you. How can everybody reach out and contact you? Soquash.com is our website. We're at Soquash on Instagram. And I'm Jacqueline underscore Soak. If you want to reach out to me personally, we're at Soakwash is our Facebook page as well. So there's lots of places through social to reach us. And our phone number is on every bottle and every package. And there's um, not that many of us. So we love, we love hearing from people. We love seeing people's product use videos. That's been a really fun part of the pandemic is watching people use the product more at home and finding out extended uses. And then, yeah, we're going into a new web upgrade as well. So hopefully... In the near future, that experience will improve as well. But yeah, through social, through our phoning us through the bottle on our website, um, our emails are all on our website as well. We're pretty, we're a pretty accessible team, and we really like it that way because that personal relationship is is really important to us. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady, so we're so glad that we had you on, and you've given so many great tips uh, how to use all the versatility of the product. So thank you so much. My pleasure. It's always my pleasure. I know it's always good seeing you. Okay, take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
If you like today's podcast and has left you wanting more, check us out at thenakedpointofview.com to hear how more my inspiring guests are making impact on body and mind positivity. If you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of which, if you want to reach out, we always want to know more about what you'd like to hear from us. So you can find us on social media at The Naked Point of View on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can email us at thenakedpointofview at gmail.com. I'm Dee Dee Croslin, and thank you for listening to us. Bear it all. <laughs>